Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host, the Kev on stage. And we want to take a moment before we get into the shenanigans that often is the Love Hour podcast to um, take a moment and check in with folks. How are you guys doing? We have a very special guest here with us, Iris Caldwell. She is from Married at First Sight, season nine. Um, and I'm so grateful that she decided to join us. And listen, we're gonna, we gonna talk about some of the things, but what we cannot do is not address the elephant in the room, which is racism in America. <laughs> and it is, um, the day that we are filming is on Blackout Tuesday. And so I think we're all feeling like really heavy um, today. And so I think it would be inauthentic and disingenuous to not at least check in and see like how you guys are doing. I'm, I think all I can really say is I am surviving. Mm. I don't feel, I don't feel prospering. I feel a little like, dang, man, like, man, yeah, enough, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> You know, we go through topics to find out, you know, what to be on the podcast. And it's just all violence, protest, this, that, arguing with white people who don't understand. And this is what I just want to say. And I don't want to hijack the whole episode. Some white people don't want to understand. So true. It's just easier to be like, nah. Because if you want to understand, then you're going to have to look at yourself in the mirror. You're going to have to understand how this world is different for you. And it's just easier to make excuses for why this isn't like that. Right. That's why he should have complied. They should have did it. There's a right way and a wrong way. Because if you really sat down and listened, then you have to acknowledge, actually, oh, you know what, man? This is wrong. Yeah. And this isn't the same for me. And that's why I feel like a lot of people are just like, nope, 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 nope. Because if you don't say that, you got to look in the mirror and be like, actually, this is kind of wrong. Yeah. And people yeah. don't want to do that hard work. It's much easier to continue to blame and put your head in the Keep sand. Keep the shield on. Yeah, people, but people live their lives like that. Mm -hmm. They know they're, they should be better about parents and going back to school, and they put their head in the sand about that. They absolutely going to put their head in the sand about racism, but guess right. what? We ain't, though. Right. So it's going to get worse before it gets better. Holla at me. Hello. Um, Iris, how are you feeling? You are all the way in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So yep. how are you doing down in the South? Yeah, no, I'm in a red state, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For me, it's definitely, um, it's not shocking. Like none of this is shocking at all. And I think that that's something that we have to just realize it's just coming to light now. We're able to see it more. Um, and for me, I ha I'm super com conflicted because my, my dad's a cop. So I, you know, for me, I am at a, I'm, I am, and I tried to just ask him straight up, like, how do you feel about this? Like, how are your feelings? Well, well, and I'm like, you know, don't worry about it. Because I mean, <laughs> that bond, the blue is no joke. Right. It's no joke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I bet. I, we have some friends who are black and who are police, and they they did it for you know a reason, protect their family, whatever, yep. put themselves ahead. And I imagine that that's not easy for them yeah, to yeah, look yeah. at mm -hmm. a system that is still designed to hurt us, right? Yeah, and like people. the justice system, the police si system, they're not designed to pre protect black people. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's just not. Yeah. You you can't look at that and say that's fairly designed to help us the same way it is for everyone. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't even, if, if, if a black friend of mine was in trouble, mm -hmm. if I wanted to call the police, I feel like that would add to the problem Absolutely. for them. Like you might end up, you can't even do a wellness check on somebody, mm -hmm. a wellness yeah. check got somebody killed. Right. But I can't, I don't even know if I'll ever call the police, but I definitely won't call the police on somebody, you know, that's happening to black people. 
if no matter what the black person was doing, they gonna be the, the victim. Always wrong. They gonna be the sus always. suspect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but if we talk about this too long, this is all we gonna talk about. Well, we wanna I talk about Iris and the missed penis. She had it right there <laughs> in her hands. She let it slip away. There was penis. Well, before we do that, <laughs> before again, the shenanigans have begun, I just want to say that if you are listening to this podcast, this may be the opportunity where you are taking a break from the news cycle because it can be overwhelming um, and it can just be a lot to kind of yeah. take in emotionally, mentally, like it's a lot and it can impact you. So it's okay to take a break from the news cycle, mm -hmm. detach from what's going on because you have to protect your mental and emotional space and well-being. And so with that child, we are going to transition into the shenanigans. But again, we just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge everything that's going on in the world. So we do have Miss Iris here from Married at First Sight season nine. A lot of you, I'm actually really surprised that a lot of people hadn't watched the show. Yeah. So in my um, book club and when I made the post about Deanna and Greg, which if you haven't watched their episode, please make sure you go back and watch. Um, they were like, I never heard of this show. Now I'm gonna go back and binge. And I thought we were late. We were late, Yeah, but we a were. lot of people were late yeah. with us. Like Later. put us mm -hmm. onto it like, I don't know, four or five weeks ago? Yeah, like at the beginning of, yeah. not the beginning, but in the midst of quarantine, we're all just kind of like, okay, so now what do we do? When you reach and the end of Netflix and Hulu, you're like, oh man, what else is here? Yeah, yeah and so uh, I had, I got listed, you gotta. Nope, still there. Which one over? Yeah. yeah, it's gone now. Okay, Wait, look that, got it. <laughs> well, now this one. I love this. I couldn't have you out there like that. Good now. Okay. All right, we're back. Um, the um, I do, and maybe I should ask you: Do you feel like there's been a resurgence of like your story because of quarantine? Like people more and more are like, have you watched this show? Exactly. I yeah. mean, it, it really has for us. The show when everything ended back in June, um, July timeframe of 2019. So that's technically when we were finished up filming was around that time. So we've been done. The last episode aired September of 2019. So we were done over with it. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I get a flood of messages and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, what is this? Did something happen? Like, what did I do? And lo and behold, I see all these posts and pictures of it being on Netflix. And I'm kind of like, this is going to be amazing. At the same time, I'm like, this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that oh, is very so much resurfaced. Yeah, I have. That's actually really funny. There is such a positive thing in like sharing your your story and the transparency mm -hmm. and like the relatability, even for us, of like sharing your story and, and it makes you feel like I'm not alone. But it also encourages people that they're not alone. But mm -hmm. there's also a true vulnerability and scariness that comes with sharing your story that you only understand when you're like on, you know, a platform where you're able to mm -hmm. do so. Yeah, that's, I know, I'm sure that's kind of difficult. Do you find yourself struggling trying to reconcile your privacy with the, this TV show that you literally did? Yes. So I used to always post on my Instagram stories, whatever, like I'm here, I'm there, I'm updating, look what I'm doing. And then the one time I did that and someone was like, oh, I saw your Instagram, you were here. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was a wrap. So <laughs> I think that that changed the whole dynamic of, you know, really splitting that personal and private life yeah. um, when it comes to your social media and, and kind of seeing what would you want to show and what do you want to show yeah. and having that space where it's a negative space where you know that hey I don't really cross that I really need my time so 
sometimes I won't even go on Instagram for a day. I'll just really log off and just do my own thing and then go back into it. So yeah, there's, there's a de definite divide. Oh, I love that. And I think that that is really, really important to mm -hmm. find and protect what's yours personally versus what you're willing to share um, out with the world. I think that's something that we are, even this year, even the more kind of focusing on and, you know, and trying to make sure that we grab something that's special to just us, that's not necessary for the, for the world to share. So... You listen. I just think if we, if a lot of people haven't heard the show, we should quickly. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Okay, cool. Yeah, recap. Uh, yeah, so, um, so what I was gonna say is, again, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the show, Iris, do you mind giving like a recap of like what it is? Yes. So, Married at First Sight. Um, I was season nine in Charlotte. Each season goes to a different city um, across the U.S. And um, what it really is a premise of you're having love experts find the love of your life and you marry and meet them all on the same day. I know y'all, I know, the same day. So <laughs> you're literally meeting this person for the first time that you're legally bind and married to um, when you walked on the aisle. So you, I mean, we went through months of um, interview, psyche vows, um, I mean, tons of tech, everything under the, we had to do what, almost a 300 and something page questionnaire on just what we want and what do we think. Yeah, that took about a month for me to actually do. Um, and so it's not like they just close their eyes and they're like, you, with you, together. No, they actually go through and try to pair you with the best match person they have within their arsenal of, of people yeah. and match you guys. And then you have eight weeks to decide if you want to stay married or get divorced. So it's really interesting. If you have not watched the show, I highly recommend it because um, something that I think Greg said is like it's a modern take on arranged marriages. Yes. So what the experts do, as I was just explained, is they basically find areas in which they think that you have in common with your potential partner that they're studying or that they're arranging you with. And then over the course of the eight weeks, they're docu documenting your journey to your happily ever after. Yep. You can use that tagline, married at first sight, okay? Like, <laughs> I was kind of cute. Um, but they're documenting that journey and they have anywhere between like three and I think maybe up to like five couples a season. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so um, the show is on season 10 right now, but Iris and Deanna and Greg were on season nine, which was a really great, like you are immediately drawn in. Absolutely. Oh, it was a really great season. I've gone back to watch a few other seasons at this point. I think I've watched maybe two or three other seasons. And I don't know what it was about season nine, child, but you are immediately gripped. And so um, part of the reason actually that I reached out to Iris and was like, I need to have her on the show is because if you're new to this podcast, you've never heard of me. Part of the journey with Kevin and I is that I was actually a version on my wedding day. Mm -hmm. So I held on to my virginity and this idea of purity very strongly until the day that I said I do. And if you know that, then you also are aware of the, um, the struggles that I've had on my journey to self sexual expression mm -hmm. and 
you know, evolving into this sexual being that God has ordained me to be. And so part of Iris's um, journey was that she too was a virgin up until um, her wedding day and actually remained a virgin to the end of the season. I won't do any spoilers um, through the end of the season. Although actually we probably we are going to do, do some, yeah, yeah, we are going to do some spoilers. But it is so, still be good to watch. It is still we, good we to can't, watch. We can't do it justice yeah. how, how interesting it was. Yes. And I was a born again version. I just want to put that out there. You know, I, I went with the devil for a summer and then I came back home to God. Amen. I just, you know, prodigal son. And then you came home. Come back to my arms. That's so hilarious. I came home and they had the, they didn't have fatty cap. They had like two burgers ready for me um, at the church. And that was cool. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, and so I immediately resonated Oh, let me say it again because I got all type of stuff on this. I immediately res resonated and identified with Iris, and it's part of the reason that I reached out to you. So I guess let's just start it off. And, and can you give us your like? Why did you let the penis get no, away? No, let's Sorry. start with your religious. Um, like, what made you be a virgin until your wedding day? What was the reason you decided to make that choice? Yes. So for me, it was purely just um, a note between me and God. It wasn't something that my mom was like, you gotta do. It wasn't something that my dad was like, you need to do. Like, it was none of the above. It was definitely something that I had a conversation with God about. And I was like, you know what? This is what I want for myself. This is what I want for me. Um, and not only that, but to the self-reflection, not just within my spiritual walk, but also what I'm doing in life anyway. And I'm like, why or who deserves that yet? You know what I mean? What person is, is deserving of that? And every person that I dated, you know, throughout high school just wasn't cutting it, you know? And I was just like, of course, this is what I want to do in life. Um, and I think that this is the perfect walk for me. Were your parents pastor, first lady, deep, none of that? Nothing. My mom was an usher. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's, that's as good as it gets. And I play piano in church every once in a while. So for me, I mean, that's all it was. It truly was a spiritual walk that I decided to do on my own with myself and my my walk with faith. Definitely came from something with me and God. Oh, I love my mom that. Say, when I was five, I used to go like, all right, mom, leave me alone. I got to talk to Jesus now. So. <laughs> you just always kind of had that deep connection yeah. to God. Mm -hmm. This is literally, mm -hmm. okay, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. That's really interesting. All right, so for the folks who are unsure, let me just make it plain. When you go on Married at First Sight and you say, I do, this is a legal binding marriage. This is not make-believe. This ain't fake-fake. Yeah. This ain't play-play. This ain't we play in house. This is a mm -hmm. legal binding marriage so you meet the person that they've decided the experts have you know decided matches really well with you for whatever reasons you meet that person on your wedding day literally the first time that you see them have any interactions with them you say i do and that's when this journey begins yes. so that happened iris is a version up to that moment she gets married and the documentation starts but by the end iris still is a virgin Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have something you want to say? Why did you let question? the penis slip away? Girl, it was right the there. Question. You were married. The marriage bed is under fire. You waited all the time. The penis was there, ready and willing. <laughs> so a little background with that. Um, I definitely, it took, took some time for me to kind of open up. Um, it's very different when you come into as a virgin and being a stranger. You know what I mean? You, all, my entire life, I thought I was going to come into it as a virgin, meeting my lifelong partner that I've known uh, for X amount of years. And we get to, you know, understand each other, grow in that way. But I mean, this was essentially only eight weeks with a stranger, you know, and I think people kind of forget that. They do. And 
Um, also, when it comes to that too, the other person, other partner has to be willing to give of themselves as well. And it's hard when you're the one that feels like, okay, I'm giving, I'm trying. But when you're hitting a brick wall in so many ways, it's an issue. Um, I know that through one of the questions Pastor Todd asked him was, um, why not? And he was like, I'm not ready you know, to, to take her virginity. And so people like to throw it saying it's my fault when really it has to be two equal parties that yeah. want to come to join and want to be a part and want to make that happen or else, you know, it's, it's never going to work. No, that's a great point. I think um, a lot of viewers would forget about that part. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There was uh, your ex was like, oh, he's so patient. Oh, he is so kind. Oh, I would never do that. Oh, he look at do that. Oh, look, that's what she get. You know what I'm saying? And like, there was there was a more than one occasion mm -hmm. where the the experts were talking to him, and he wasn't ready. So, mm -hmm. uh, as is a lot of times in life, women get blamed for things that aren't even their issue. And not my fault. Like, yeah. And honestly, in that show as well, it's not that uncommon that the couples don't have sex early. Like right, we right, watched right. a couple of seasons. They're uh uh the current season we're watching, they didn't have sex the entire eight weeks either. Yeah. They just, exactly. they could never get on the same page. Right. Some days it was mm -hmm. her, some days it was him. They could just never line up. So it's really not that uncommon. Um, yes. But I feel like you took a lot of uh, flack for letting the them brunt. Yeah. <laughs> no, in, in have, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, that's true. Um, and think in season one, I was told um, Jamie Otis and, and Doug, they didn't have sex the entire time until after it was over. And now they'd have two kids. You know what I mean? So wow. it really is just about figuring out, you know, what's right. A lot of couples also feel like that is something that does not need to be broadcast on TV. And mm -hmm. I agree, yeah. especially being as hypersensitive, you know, it's something that if it were to happen, it would not, I would not want to discuss it to America. That's between me and my husband. There's yeah. so many things I didn't talk about or got bashed for not talking about because I didn't want to have that conversation on camera. Remember, it's only 15 minutes that you're actually seeing of this relationship being broadcast on television. There's so much more that happens behind the scenes. And you know what, when black people, we be like, bro, mind your business. I don't care if I'm the subject of this TV show. You ain't gonna be all up in my, per that's personal. First, it's personal business. It's it's a, it's a new thing and it's your marriage business. Like we be taught over and over, don't tell anybody yeah. what to do. And we be taught all type of stuff. We don't listen. We taught to eat right and exercise and we don't do it in the quarantine. Listen, let me tell you what, quarantine 15 is real. You either gain real. it or losing 15, and with Beachbody, you will always have a workout program that works for you. I mm -hmm. lost weight the first time and only good time on Insanity. The P90X, P90X2, and Insanity, I was able to, to do myself, and it was great because I was at home in my living room working out, and Insanity Max Story with Sean, um, with Sean, Coach Sean, he, he's mm -hmm. like, so he's so fit, I'll be like, bro, I could be just like you one day, but, but I, I, I cannot be just like him. One day I could at least try to be like him. That's my auntie. And it comes to no surprise that we're all stuck in our home for a while. Avoid the complacency. It's important more than ever to stay active and keep moving. Beachbody On Demand is the new easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts suited for everybody, for anybody at any time. The secret to getting results is getting started. Listen, like I was telling you guys, I use Insanity. I had the most success with insanity. So that's where I would start. It was super high intense. It's H-I-I-T, high impact interval training. And I loved it. You keep track of it. You have rest days, very important. Yeah, even yoga was intense. So this is the same company behind P90X, Insanity, and 21 Day Fix. Now check out some of Beachbody's newest programs like Morning Meltdown, 180 Day Obsession, and Start Every Day Strong. Workouts as short as 10 minutes. Don't require any extra equipment. 
And the time it takes you to drive and park at the gym, you could be finished working out, which is true because my gym is about 15, 20 minutes away from me. And, you know, I got to open the garage. I got to start my car. I got to get gas. It's a whole thing. And I really want you to try these bodybuilding programs because you can lose a little bit of quarantine weight. <laughs> right now, our listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text love, love. to 303030. That's love, love to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, nutrition information, and support, totally free. Again, just text love, love. to 303030. And we also want to tell you about Self. You guys are familiar with Self. Why? Because before they were sponsors on the podcast, we actually partnered with them on our personal platform because they are fantastic for rebuilding your credit. How do you build credit when you don't have payment history to build on? The industry has made it hard for people to understand how to take it take control of their credit. Self's Credit Builder account lets you responsibly build credit with no credit check required to start. You choose a monthly plan that works on your budget. You build credit history with each on-time payment. Your payments become savings in your name. You get the principal back at the end minus interest and fees. I'm telling you guys, this is a really simple easy way, low risk way for you to build your credit history. You essentially are paying yourself back on um, a credit loan or yeah, uh, what do they call those loans when you do it yourself? A, a prepaid credit card? Um, no, it's okay. Anyway. Secured credit card. Secured, that's what I'm looking for. It's essentially a secured credit um, where you are essentially paying yourself back and building your credit at the same time. You get your principal back at the end, minus interest and fees. Again, very little risk and impact to you. Access your account online or through the easy to use mobile app in all 50 states. Your account is secure, doesn't require a hard pull on your credit and put savings in your name. And Christmas is coming right around the corner. So this is a great way to do that as well. Save up for, you know, any holidays, specifically Christmas and build credit at the same time. Start building your credit history today with self. Get started in just five minutes at self.inc slash love. Love. Again, that's self, S-E-L-F dot inc, I-N-C slash love. Love. All right. So um, what were we saying before we just went to break? You were talking about your, um, oh, the, the impact, the brunt of the, the naysayers, so to speak, that you've received as a result, the hate child that you received as a result. What, have you had an opportunity to do any like self-reflection from the show? Like what, what, what are your thoughts on like, when you look back on that, that you've been able to glean from that experience? Yeah, I think that self-reflection is huge. Um, I mean, in any industry you're in, anything you're doing, especially with yourself. And so for me to watch it back, um, some of my castmates actually never even watched the show afterwards. They didn't watch their season. And so for me, I was like, oh, I have to, you know I mean? I have to see this. And even though we know that it is a national, it is a TV show, it's a reality TV show. A lot of things that you're seeing are not, you know, it's a TV show. Sure. Um, but a lot of the things as well were things that I was like, oh my gosh, I, I can work on that. I can. And me being the bigger person of realizing I can and do better, I think it's huge. Like I know that I'm a very reactive person versus it just being like, hey, I'm going to sit back and just like, let me think about this first before I open my mouth. I'm an only child. So for me, I'm just like, well, this and this and that. So <laughs> it was definitely a time for me to be able to, to see like, hey, I can really start working and reevaluating myself. When it comes to me expressing myself to somebody else or talking or saying I'm going to listen versus speak, 
Um, but I did, I learned a lot of things that I think were very valuable going forward. Oh, you know, it's crazy. I just thought about this, even though Melissa and I knew each other for years before we got married, I can't imagine a, 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 a TV crew following us around for the first eight weeks of our marriage, matter any eight weeks of our marriage, some of the stuff you do be so dumb and you don't realize it until after, like we all would look, could look really bad. Right. And, and then on top of that, I mean, we know it's a TV show, which means you take, you know, they take bits and then they put the reality show music, the action <laughs> <laughs> shot, fingers twisting. Oh my, you know what I mean? Like, you, they through editing you can dramatize a moment that might not have even been that intense and it can be completely more intense like there's sometimes we're watching a different show they use the same reaction shot and then oh, they yeah. put a different argument in in post and i was like ah you know what i mean so that's okay. great for us the consumer because it makes it more entertaining but it's dramatic the, the subject might be like bro i wouldn't even know it wouldn't even know that serious <laughs> Like it, I, I will absolutely say the lemonade thing was not that serious. Like we were laughing during that. We were laughing after. And at the end we were like, I'm going to get true to live for that. Watch. I bet you that's going to turn into something absolutely unnecessary. Like it is that it did not. <laughs> so yeah, but now I'm going to get some lemonade shirts and wear it now. So we're good. Hilarious. I had um, one moment that actually I think stood out for a lot of people that listeners, you got to address it, girl. Okay. So this is the question, the vulnerability piece, mm-hmm. the story with the, um, the quarter, the quarter. Iris now, girl, listen, I ain't going to hold you, Iris. I was with you. And then you said, I swallowed a car. I was like, girl, if you don't tell yeah. something that really happened to you. We was all, we was all rooting for you. You talking about you swallowed a quarter? What you talking? We need to know the details behind the quarter. Yes, so the quarter with that, it's just so funny because when Dr. Viviana told us, hey, think of secrets, be vulnerable, I was like, ooh. One of the secrets of my virginity, like, I don't have anything else to give. Like, oh, yeah, that I, is the biggest thing. Yeah. Th- that is my biggest secret, literally. And I've gone X amount of years without telling half of my even family this, even though that's what the TV show. Wow. So I'm thinking, like, oh gosh, what else can I? I don't have nothing else to give. And so the quarter situation, I actually did almost have to have a tracheotomy. Like, it was actually pretty serious, I almost died. So they left out a lot of that aspect of it being pretty vulnerable and saying that, hey, you know, this is what happened. I actually almost died. And of course, when I said only me and my doctors know, they just hyped it up for no reason. And we forget to mention that we didn't even see his secret. I didn't. We did it. I did notice that, though. Yeah, I did notice that, though. And me and him both said together, like, hey, we're actually not going to expose ourselves on a national platform so we can give, you know, very minimalistic secrets and then talk about it afterwards or talk about something else afterwards. Like it was not something that we both agreed with, as well as some other things. We both work with kids, we both work in nonprofit. And so for us, it was a conversation that we had off camera that, hey, we're not gonna talk about sex. We're not gonna talk about this. We're not gonna talk about a few different things, you know, to make sure that we're not putting ourselves out there in a negative light because my kids watch this, you know what I mean? All my students actually watch my show. Mm. And so for me, it was something that I was like, I don't want to, put that out there because that's not at all who I am first and foremost. Plus another generation is watching this and being inspired by this. Why would I talk about, you know, things like that when me and him can talk about it off camera? Like that's, you know what I mean? So I think that we're forgetting that too. 
I actually, I appreciate that comment. And the reason why is because I think in the midst of entertainment, you forget that at the, at the end of the show, you were making a decision to stay with someone as a life partner. Yeah. And so we are guilty of, and very hypocritical of me, but I am guilty of using this and I'm just consuming content and not recognizing that this is impacting someone's actual oh, real yeah. life. And yeah. so the conversations that you have about yourself, you know, we don't have a right to that information. So, I mean, mm -hmm. that was a good little check, girl. You checked it. <laughs> uh, I think it was good. I think it was necessary because being put on a national platform, it's so easy to like poke holes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That happens to us all the time. That's my point. People poke holes yeah. in our life for content and they go about their day like, well, I feel better. Yeah. And we're like, but what What do you think of me? You know, they like me. You don't think what I do is pretty much good? Like, we really got to go and sit with that for the rest of the day or life. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, all right, what's next? Like, yeah. Exactly. Who am I going like, to go bash now? It, it is. And I think that that's the hard thing, too, with us being on such a public platform and us just being as genuine as possible for our own, our own selves and people wanting to come through like a train wreck and just bash, 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 deuces. And it's like... You don't know me, you know what I mean? Like you have no idea the real people that we are when it, when the cameras are off. Like, you know, I've actually told one follower, come eat lunch with me, let's talk. You know what I mean? Since yeah. you have so much to say, like let's, let's have a real conversation. And that, you know, you have to kind of, again, separate yourself and say, hey, you know, these people don't know, they saw a TV show, that's all they know. If that's what you want to judge me off of, honey, let's bring some tea and cheers to it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. so good. Oh, I love that. I think that that's actually a really good nugget for all of us as consumers to kind of take and remember that we don't know you personally and we've only watched, you know, you in like literal segments of, mm -hmm. season, it, of a piece of your life. It's also three other or two or three other couples. So it's right. not even like only yeah. them where right, you would get more I mean, information. Pieces. pieces of a piece. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's only what they filmed. Yeah. There's other stuff where the camera crew didn't even come over. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, not just what they filmed, what they filmed and then actually edited and put up. You Which know, is there's definitely things that were left on the chopping block. So one of the um, one question um, that I had that came up. So just kind of to intro this, my mom has two foster daughters, and so they watched your season here recently because of the episode that we just did with Deanna and Greg. And so they called me like one or two days ago and was basically asking me about, you know, Melissa, you're a virgin on your wedding day, and we saw Iris was a virgin on her wedding day. Like, what do you think about that? And so I was kind of explaining to them, you know, being able to hold and stand firm in your morals and your values and not giving it up for the sake of anyone really. And so I, I think one of the questions that people may have is with you standing firm in your morals and your values, do you feel like you may have lost out on the opportunity or the chance at love? Or penis. Or penis. Our penis. Um, <laughs> so for me, not at all. When you are, are lowering yourself and your standards and your morals and values um, for a check, for a TV show, for someone else, you're, you're losing yourself. You're no longer who you are. And so you can go ahead and change your name in the dictionary to somebody else. That's not who you are. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it was a difficult thing because I was like, I'm not going to lower myself, you know, not only for anybody, but my morals when it comes to my faith either. 
And so I also saw little things throughout the process that kind of made me think, well, whoa, do I really want to give this to this person? You know, they've shown me things and done things and I'm a little skeptical about. And there are some, so many things, again, that were not shown, um, uh, conversations that were not shown, that were not, you guys in here see, that were very eye-opening to the fact of, you know, hey, this person's really not showing me things. So this person's like, I mean, one thing that people have said and noticed that there was no, not one romantic thing that was done when it came to our relationship. And a lot of things that people are like, well, he did this. And I'm like, the show also does a lot of that too, guys. You know what I mean? Like, but what did he do? And throughout the time, I could not think of one thing on my hand that would have made me say, oh my gosh, that was such a vulnerable moment with us. Oh my gosh, I felt so, I felt like I could so open up to him after we had that conversation, not any time. And I think that that was the hard part is that I'm always getting the brunt of being vulnerable, but we also never saw the vulnerability on the other side as well. Mm. Um, so that- It's like, um, even though it's a reality show, a narrative is created. For sure, it's a, yes. a story is created. And you know, we the viewing audience, we fall for it hook, line, and, and sinker. And if you really think about it, like outside of the fact that you're married immediately, like most people I would imagine aren't having sex with someone eight weeks in mm -hmm. for, for the majority of time. Like you, mm -hmm. you would have to feel comfortable with that person. And, and if a person, so say you're not feeling comfortable, if they're making you feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. that's going to make it, you know, really hard. But because we don't see that, you know, mm -hmm. it's, again, this is actually really interesting for me to see this on this side, because I realized I do the exact thing that I would get mad at people for commenting mm -hmm. about to me. You take mm -hmm. a piece of what, I'll give you a perfect example, Iris, listen to this. We shoot this vlog, right? Mm -hmm. It was my birthday vlog. And I go walking in the, in, in the morning and I come home and in the vlog, you see me come right into the house to see Melissa, right? But in the vlog, in, in real life, I always come in from a walk outside and I wash my hands, right? Mm -hmm. But in the vlog, Melissa doesn't catch me washing my hands because she's not waiting for me in the bathroom. You pick me up in the kitchen. So mm -hmm. all these comments of, you coronavirus, you didn't came in from you didn't wash your hand, you wouldn't touch your son's head. Like, you think I really walked outside for an hour and a half, didn't wash my hands, and then put my hand on my son's head, right? But if, mm -hmm. if I would have put the me washing my hands in the vlog, people would have been like, man, he's washing his hands, this is boring, mm -hmm. right? But people- Or he didn't wash it right. Or he didn't wash it right. And I just realized I'd be doing the same thing I get mad at people doing. We create a narrative for people to consume and then get mad that they only consume what we want, even though it's what we wanted them to see. Right. And this is your most personal, vulnerable thing. And you have average Americans who don't know you from Eve judging you based on, you know, 15 minutes of a 15 minutes. And that's my character that they're demoralizing now. You know what I mean? Like, that's the worst part now that my character has been demoralized based off of, you know, what you saw for 15 minutes. And it's like, y'all, really? Like, that's not, that's so much. You guys missed so much of, of that. And I, I really hate they didn't get the other side of the story because you're right, a narrative was formed and that's what you saw. What, so this brings me to, what would you want people to know about Iris? Mm -hmm. mm, so what to know about Iris is, um, so like, again, I work with kids. My caption half the time was 27 year old virgin. Like, yeah. and while everybody else got other captions that were really about their lives, like I'm a mentor, I work with high school girls. Like I've done this for five years now. And I also have three degrees, you know what I mean? I own my own home at the age of 27. So like, there's so many things that I'm so proud of myself about that I go about doing and really preaching 
who I am. And I really, only way I can show that in so many ways is on my Instagram stories and my Instagram stuff is truly show you who I am because that's what I've been able to do. That's my product being put out with my skin. You, you know, know what, what I mean? sucks, yeah. Iris? I'm going to tell you. The producer in me is like, ooh, 28-year-old version. That's a great <laughs> title for this episode because you want to grab people, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing that we do, th that the shows do, like that people do, mm -hmm. that we do in social media. So I ask your permission, is it okay to put 28-year-old... <laughs> right here ready to put it right here right here <laughs> but it's so true like i think um we forget that much we we don't know you that that well we don't know you at all no we don't know mm -hmm. you know oh, some pieces of your life for eight weeks that's crazy though like you really have to get married and if it doesn't work out you really have to get divorced and go through the legal proceedings of both of those i'm in the process of that right now guys my legal stuff was officially sent out um, my papers have signed. The absolute divorce is done. Um, not really done, done, but the papers have been sent. They're waiting on like the county clerk or something because they can't actually sign in the courthouse, all that. But I'm thinking by the end of June, this should all be like, fine, still delivered. Be done. <laughs> a long process. To be married for eight weeks, and you're essentially saying it took about a year to get divorced. Yep. In North Carolina, you had to be separated for a year um, with whoever your, your spouse is before you can actually start to file. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when you yeah. are back out on the dating scene, you're going to be like, look, I was previously divorced. Or like, I mean, I was on a TV show. It wasn't even really like that. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's what I like hate to say because I have to go around and say like, oh my God, I had the mark of divorce on me. You know what I mean? So that's been a struggle as well when it comes to my faith. It's like, oh, this and that. But I think about it. Yeah, it wasn't truly a marriage because it wasn't consummated. We didn't do, you know, whatever, whatever. The emotional tie wasn't there, but we were still married in, in, in the courts and in the God, you know? So that's kind of like, goshers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can, you, what? Okay. <laughs> I'll be struggling sometimes <laughs> to get my question out, girl. Dang, Liz, you good? By the end of the show, with everything that you've said and everything that you saw in real time, at the end of the show, you were willing to stay in. You were! Why? I forgot about that! Yes. Why? I, for me, eight weeks is not enough time. You know what I mean? Like, you see so much of, of a little bit of person. Not only that, but you're seeing a person that's being heavily uh, confined by cameras. You know what I mean? Like, we, we filmed almost every single day mm -hmm. of the week, except for maybe two. And those were like 12 hour days. Like luckily both me and him worked in nonprofit. So our, our schedule is a little bit more flexible, but um, there are so many things that was like, Ooh, that's going to be a tough one to, to, to realize, to get over, to learn um, obstacle. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm willing to try. I'm willing to go to counseling. I'm willing to look at it and hopefully we can have a deeper conversation. And it's not going to be an edited conversation between both of us because of Mike. I tell you what, one of the running themes of the show, and obviously was what you just said, a running theme for the narrative that was created for you was this idea of sex and being a virgin. And I know for a lot of people out there, sex is something that's really important because you're stressed. And during this time, the one thing that you deserve, if nothing else, is a heart <laughs> You deserve an erect penis. We have enough going on. You don't you deserve, deserve it. Stop. <laughs> Listen, you need hard pain. With Blue Chew is going to give you the erection with, you deserve. With everything going on, the one thing that you do deserve is a hard penis, okay? So we're here to tell you about You deserve Blue a hard Truth. penis. 
explain. And you're gonna get the one you uh, need. Okay, gotcha. Blue choke. Okay. Blue 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 at the house. Round eleven. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. You guys already know they are friends of the podcast. And friends of the penis. And friends of the penis. You're in the house. What did I say? In the house, in the house board. You ain't got nothing else <laughs> to do. If you're going to be in the house board, your penis might as well feel like a board. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians. It is mailed to your home in discreet packaging. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit bluetooth.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use special code LOVE, love. just pay $5 for shipping. And we're here to tell you that this works. Okay, like this absolutely 100% works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as yeah. a pill. So you'll be ready whenever the, an opportunity arises. I knew what I was talking about. I just didn't see that it was already on here. Twice as fast. They're chewable, makes it easy to swallow. And we all like things that are easy to swallow. Blue Chew is the better, <laughs> cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. I'm in rare form today. I'm not quite what's going on and remember when you support our sponsors you help make this podcast possible so please make sure to use promo code love love at bluechew.com thank you blue chew we love you guys more like bluechew.com let's all be clear let's just be clear go to bluechew.com okay? i got a question for you iris is, yeah. it, is it does it suck for you to have so many people know you, or not know you, but have framed you by this uh, eight week period in your life with all this information. Cause I'm like feeling like, dang, like we've actually had a chance to talk to you, right? And, and our mm -hmm. listeners who are gonna watch this are gonna, I know they're gonna be like, you know what, I was tripping, right? But there's a lot more people who are fans of that show who, who feel this way about you. Does that, is that a little, you know, frustrating? Definitely, because I guess when you can say when you don't have like an input in how you're being shown, that's kind of like, gosh, you know, um, it, it, it is, it's difficult. It hurts because you have people that are, you know, going 100% hard to bash you off of 0% information and incorrect information. You know what I mean? So it's like you always want to go back and be like, that's not what happened or that's not at all this. But I... I, I give up on that a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like people can formulate whatever they want. It's truly about me understanding who I am, yeah. what I want in life and the people that know me and take it or leave it. I can send you all the articles that I talked about, all the truth and spew it to the high heavens. But when you already have that notion and you're already kind of like, I don't like her, it is what it is. Like I, don't, I actually don't have people who hate me. Like I've never had people who hate me in my entire life, but now I do. And it's like, you hate me for real? So <laughs> you don't even know. I play the piano. I didn't know you played the piano until you just said it. Yeah, I play the piano. Yes, I play music. Never played so, the piano in there. So for me, <laughs> I was classically trained. So for me, it's definitely something that's hard to to know that people are making these assumptions off of that. And and on the, on the flip side, I will say that I do have a lot of people that have been inspired by me, and I will not talk about the negative as much because I keep. I think it's hard for us. You get one or two negatives, but you have 50,000 positives. Man, you know? what And all say? these, yeah. We deal with that all the time, and it is, it is just mm -hmm. so hard. It seems so easy. It is not. It is. So I guess, so let's talk about that. What, um, infra, what 
message, I think is the best word, do you have for young people that maybe are looking at your story and maybe they're afraid of like, I don't want to lose out on love. Like, I'll just give it up. Because at the end of the day, I think what people hold, I don't want to say over your head, but something that people hold on to is like, you guys were married, but you guys Mm -hmm. were married. And you Mm -hmm. forget that yes, I was married, but this was arranged. And I didn't know this person at the end of the day, at the root of it, it's still a stranger. It's not Mm -hmm. the normal quote unquote, typical marriage where you've known this person for months or years even, Mm. and you decided to commit your life because you know- And even then it's still weird. We haven't listened to each other for years. That first sex, she was like, man, that's that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's just- That's what that is. Awkward, you know what I mean? And so you add, you compound the fact of virgin, well, you compound, compound religion, okay, compound mm-hmm. virginity, the unknown, you compound the show aspect, you compound yeah. the fact that this is a, a stranger, you're really put in a very unique situation, and we kind of strip the uniqueness and say, but you were married, yeah. and it's not quite the same. Not quite that So mm-hmm. anyway, that was kind of yeah. a tangent, but at the end of the day, what message do you have for the people, you know, the young people out there that mm-hmm. could be inspired by your story? What would you say to them, or what do you have to say to them yeah um so for the other part of your tangent real quick i want to address is that me and him actually did stuff you know what i mean so it's not like yeah so people again something that we decided not to talk about on television because it was not for everybody to know and people seem to not know that it's like we did everything but sex in so many ways so it's not like i wasn't doing my wifely duties it was just that he did not want to have sex literally said that over and over again that was his thing. It is what it is. Um, but oh, yeah, I still oh, get- you gotta take a time out. Let me get it. You know what? Let's. We gotta go. We gotta go full. Yeah, we gotta we go back. A twenty's not gonna. All right, what y'all want to know? Yeah, I'm sorry, you I'm, gotta I'm go dropping, back. I'm dropping it. Wait, I what that. y'all did? Listen, but wait, we don't want to get in trouble now because listen, we don't need to get in trouble with the Merida Fireside folks. But one of the things that I think is really um, important, we don't have to hound on it. But one of the mm-hmm. things that I think is really important that is missed is that there is sex happens between two consensual people not mm-hmm. just one. and mm-hmm. so if i don't feel comfortable um being the person i don't want to say take because you don't take someone's virginity. yeah dr viana said give mm-hmm. yeah you give you're going to give it to someone but someone the person on the receiving end has to be willing to accept it to receive it mm-hmm. that's the only way mm-hmm. that this takes place so yeah. to say that he wasn't ready emotionally mentally whatever i don't know what the exact word would be mm-hmm. to receive your virginity okay that's actually mm-hmm. a really important nugget mm-hmm. no it's true i think that because um, I think Dr. Viviana had told me to start doing sexy stuff. And so we actually did like the body paint, which I was honestly pretty nervous about, but we did it. And that was a scene where, you know, we're looking and kissing stuff off. And that night, I think he ended up going out with his friends. So it's like, I lose every time. What? Like I lose every the time. So yeah, so that was like friends? that night he either went out or he either just went to bed. So it was just like. I thought that was it. I thought that was the promised land. Hey, pick me up, take me on out, you know, but hey, it is what it is. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I was absolutely 100% ready to have sex at that exact moment, but there were so many times that we did be able to open up that we were still able to open up, you know what I mean? But it just was, as said, if someone is not willing or does not want to be able to receive that, they're just not, It's you're hitting a brick wall every single time. Oh, Iris, that actually is really important. That's a really, that's really important information. Because by the end, what I gathered was there was um, sexual immaturity was the, you know, exact phrasing that was Mm -hmm. 
And so it almost appeared to me that, you know, if I find this to be attractive and you're not willing to give it, it just means I was willing to go a little bit further than you were. And we weren't Mm -hmm. able to, to get that meeting point. Hold on one second. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you were just saying stuff and it was, I saw Zoom being like, and then he should come back full and it, was, and it just mm. went to my head. Okay. Um, now I don't remember what we were saying. Uh, dang. Uh, we were saying an important tip nib that was taken out that we didn't, that it wasn't discussed or talked about was that like um, aspect of it. And I think that was something that we, of course, decided that we would not talk about, that we would not let the experts know, you know, notion that we wanted to, you know, on our own. Um, but I didn't realize that the gramifications of not being honest in that way would make me look like there's so many things that I wish I would have said would have actually been truthful or honest about. But I, to be real honest and 100 percent with y'all, I was not going to jeopardize the image of another black male. I wasn't going to do it. Mm. Oh. I was not going to do it. And so, but for me, that same gramification was not, it wasn't given back to me. Like I never heard sexual immaturity until I saw the show. Never heard that word never even knew that was a word that came out of their mouth you know what I mean so that was a hard one for me to take in it's like I never once said a negative bad thing ever you know about the other person but for that person to say things back to me negative that was never told so I can work on it I'm one that I love criticism talk to me how can I do better but for me to hear it post and afterwards it's like what's the point like talk about being immature being mature like tell me be mature enough to tell me what issues you're having, um, whether on or off camera, not just when you're in a room with the producers and you're being filmed and I can't even, I will never see or hear this until post. After the fact. So the After talking the fact. heads actually make you think they're happening in real time. And most of the time talking heads are filmed much later and they like watch a piece of it. So it's really actually very clear now that you are saying, like Melissa and I work really hard and it doesn't even always happen perfectly, not to say stuff on this podcast that we haven't said to each other. Like I can't imagine living with her and then going and shoot Talking Head. Like, man, she was tripping, wasn't she guys? And then she doesn't get to see it until all her decisions are made and she doesn't even know how I feel. Like that would change the whole scope of everything, right? Mm -hmm. And don't get a chance to defend yourself either. Like, Mm mm-hmm, yep, so that's, I know it's a double, it's a double whammy. And that's why I was saying that there's so many things that I'm just like, I'm thankful that the path that this all happened, I will say that I will not regret the show. I don't regret anything that happened. I'm glad things went down as they did, but there are some things I look back that I was like, dang, if I just would have been honest and told them exactly what happened there, or if I just would have said, this is exactly what happened, you know, except for, but it's me, you know, I wanted to protect the image of a black, of another black person, you know, I'm not going to allow the media or society to tear it up. I'm not going to do it, you know, but unfortunately that's what happened to me. So. I get that. I, I get that. I I do. Mm -hmm. I get that. Where you are, you're the, you you sacrifice yourself. Black women actually end up doing that in so many ways in life all the time. Melissa, Mm -hmm. It's not like she ever had to do that for me, but other times in life for maybe her boss or her father, she might have to sacrifice how she looks to protect the image of a black man. And it, it probably would feel good if it was reciprocated. But if you wasn't, then you're like, bro, you got, I never would do you like that. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Don't do me like that. Cause I, and now, and you, and, and from your personality, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to. It doesn't <laughs> seem like giving a chance, you would still not do it again, even though you end up having to take all the negativity. Cause I mm-hmm. said, I was like, oh, he was so patient. He was so kind. Little did I know. Little did we know. Oh, 
so uh, that's that's so much the truth. And end of the day, like I said, I wouldn't take anything back. It's something that I wish that we would have had deeper conversations about. That I wish I wish I would have known. There are so many other things that I that I got as constant rejection in the bedroom and all this stuff. And I'm just like, this is this is just you know. But again, I was hopeful because with counseling. Maybe we could work on it, but you know, if someone doesn't, if someone's ulterior motives for a show are different than yours, then it is what it is. You know what I mean? If someone wants to go on TV for their own personal motives or whatever it is, it is what it is. All I can do is, is try my best. I went in there with the purest intentions and, and motives and hope for the best. You know, with this show, there's gonna be a pretty good 50, 50% if this person's truly gonna be supported or not. For it. So yeah. you never know. So where where are you now? Because you got your shoulder all the yeah, way you out. You got your shoulder out, girl. <laughs> yes, and I love a good shoulder. Listen, yes, okay. maybe church girls do because we don't get to show no other parts of our body. This is it. You know, if I was in church, I had to get a little, a little shawl cover up now. This is it. <laughs> and your legs got to be covered, okay? Me and Melissa went on a date, uh, a homecoming dance, and she for sure had a shawl. I had a shawl on. I, like, I had girl. some stockings on, looking a hot mess. But today, girl, put a shoulder out and put some Fenty gloss on it oh. <laughs> you gloss your shoulder yes you gotta okay highlight. put some little bronzer on there yes. highlight here highlight here color belt on your shoulders it's just highlight it's not like foundation right it's a little gloss a little it's show bronze a little smoky eye on your shoulder shit <laughs> <laughs> a little winged eyeliner on your shoulder so tell us iris what's going on with you today girl what you doing what's what's going what on you how's your love life so overall, my love life is definitely, um, you know, we're, we're dibble dabbling, dibble dibbling, you know, morsels. Okay. Picking them up. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's definitely, I, like I said, I learned a lot about myself. It's a little harder going into the dating scene now with people knowing my entire life. Yeah. Um, sometimes I prefer to go like to date or talk to someone that has no idea about the show. Cause I can just be like, this is what happened da, 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 and we're done. So what kind yeah. of favorite food do you like? You know, <laughs> and move along versus others that of course watch the show or may know and they have so many questions. Mm -hmm. um, but because they're for me, they actually do understand and they're they're willing uh -huh. to to listen more so than someone that may already have their mind set up. Right. Um, but with dating, I am dating. I'm looking around saying putting cookies there. But I'm definitely definitely open. So we'll see we'll see who comes across the path. What comes across them. Definitely open for whatever, whatever God places in my in my direction. Oh, I love that. Are you doing anything with the? I think it's kinetic or married at first sight people. So no, so I, there is nothing in the works as of right now. If unless y'all want to call me, listen. Can we get her echo? I mean, an echo. <laughs> Flavor of Iris. <laughs> Yo. Flavor of Iris. Y'all want to produce it? <laughs> we could. So many people have asked us to do a dating show, like a quarantine dating show, that I've literally considered. Lisa it. thought about it. I really have. I just don't know, like, how we work. work logistically. How to do it? Hey, yeah. I'm well. I'm I'm free. I'm open. <laughs> Call me. Call me. Um, but yeah, but I think it's been great. It's been. I mean, I was single for a long time before the show, anyway, too. Um, and so now it's nothing new for me to get back into the groove of who Iris is, still continue to learn about myself, still continue to do self-reflection, um, so I can be better for the next person that comes along in my life. That's nice. Are you friends with any, do you stay in contact with any of the cat, your castmates? 
So all of my girls, all of us brides, we're Carolina bride crew. Like yes. we, we, that's our like literally our name and our group text. So we all still chat all the time, very often. Those are, mm-hmm. you know, we went through a very similar experience. All of us went through that together. We had times where we cried on each other's shoulders, where we were like, can you come down and just, just come down and hug me or something? So <laughs> it's when you make that bond, it's hard to break that afterwards. Yeah. Oh, I, I love bet. that. I bet. Oh, I yeah. just, that made me all warm and fuzzy. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, no. Um, okay, I think that's it. Do you have anything? Uh, Iris, well, you were great, you man. Were I'm great. so happy we got, had you on here. I just, man, I did not know y'all did butt stuff and didn't talk about Hello? it. Hello? <laughs> but I, I, I'm I, about I, butt stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you, um, you are sure of yourself and confident in, in yourself before, during, and after. And even mm-hmm. some of the choices you made, I feel like that is so amazing and so representative of how Black women are constantly for for themselves, for Black men, and they and we know we don't always reciprocate that. You know what I mean? Like it just it's just the the state of the world. Even with you know um, Black women who died at the hands of the police, their names aren't mentioned as much as Black men, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. they have died too, almost the same number. But you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. I feel like um, I'm really glad we had you on here. I remember when Melissa was talking about bringing you, I was like, man, I don't know, Liz. Like, I just didn't want you to get on here and get bashed again. But Melissa was like, no, I want to have her on so she can uh, shed some light on herself. And I think, you know, produce why the way Melissa set it up, I feel like I know more about you in this one hour than mm-hmm. I did. And there's a lot of episodes of that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. And I feel like I learned more about you in this last hour. And I'm, and I'm happy for it. Me too. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, Free tickets when I come to Charlotte, whenever the corona lets us go outside. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Y'all come. We can go tons of places that'll still be open, but I'll show y'all around. Absolutely. Thank you so much for. I mean, we're open-ish. Um, Walmart closed at five yesterday because protests. So a lot yeah, of things LA are closing up. Every day this week, uh, the last yeah. four or five days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll check back in 2021. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're done with this year. Come on over I'm after ready. that. I'm so ready for 2020. We love El Frisco's in Charlotte. That's where we went. We did. That's Amazing. our favorite restaurant in the world it's so far. so good. And we've eaten we'll a lot go. of places. We we'll will go. go. And y'all can bring me a date. We Girl, got one We got you. We know our producer, Mexican dude, he loves black people. So <laughs> the first time you said yes. Um, okay, so tell the people where they can reach you in case they want to follow you and you can tell us about any of your going zones. Yes. Um, so you all can follow me on Instagram at Iris Olivia. Um, really just type in Iris Caldwell, I will pop up. You can always feel free to email me um, at hello at iriscaldwell.com. I love being able to answer whenever I can a lot of the messages. I'm off on YouTube under Iris um, Caldwell as well. And that's when you can truly see who I am. All my little uh, reviews and from here to everything. So those are the best places to truly, you know, find, find me. Chit chat. Thank you so much, Iris. Seriously, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Before we close out, I just really quickly want to make one last announcement, and that is the Love Hour Conference is back on a online platform. I'm so excited because all of my speakers, all of my speakers so graciously agreed to join me online instead of going to Atlanta, Georgia. And of course, because traveling costs are down, hotel costs are down, food costs are down, all the costs are down. I'm able to extend some of those savings to my audience. So the price to get in this two-day conference, the amazing lineup that we've had this whole time still there is only, drum roll please, $39.99. 
thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. And I'm so excited. I literally just announced um, the registration on Monday, and I am this close to meeting the same number that I had registered for the Love Hour Conference when we oh, yeah. live. And that's phenomenal because I had a goal of a thousand people, and I'm still hoping to reach at least a thousand people. And we are actually more than halfway there. So believe in God. Thank you guys so much. And if you're interested in registering, seeing the lineup, any of those things, make sure you click the link or go to thelovehour.com to see the lineup. And it's July 10th and 11th only. The 11th is Melissa's birthday, by the way. So if you don't want to sign up for any other reason, then give her a birthday gift and do that. Please. All right. I think that's it. That's all. Thank you guys. Be safe out there. Thank you guys so much. Until the next time. Bye. Bye.